0: In this Christmas special of Physically Spiritual, I'll be talking about the birth of Jesus in the flesh. Welcome to Physically Spiritual. I've been amazed by how much growing physically healthier has changed my spiritual life. I am captivated with discovering the truth about my body and how it relates to my relationship with God. Physically Spiritual is my attempt to harmonize and share what I've discovered. I'm your host, Andrew Reinhardt. narrative around the way that Christians feel about their bodies is very, very off. Though our world presents us with the vision that Christians hate their bodies, that we repress our feelings and that, and that we uh, just damage our bodies and we don't respect our bodies. But the reality is, is that Christianity is a religion of the body. Especially Catholicism is a very tactile religion. It's a religion where we are baptized, and in our ceremonies, we smell and we see and we eat. We believe in a God who became flesh, who took on a body, who became one of us, who created the body and proclaimed it very good. We believe that the flesh is very good. Paragraph 1015 of the Catechism says that the flesh is the hinge of salvation. We believe in God who is creator of the flesh. We believe in the word made flesh in order to redeem the flesh. We believe in the resurrection of the flesh, the fulfillment of both the creation and the redemption of the flesh. saying flesh a lot, isn't it? It's talking about our, our body. We believe in a God who created our body and declared it very good. A God who took on a body became a human, became one of us in order to redeem us. Not just to redeem our souls, but also to redeem our bodies. In the creed that Catholics say every Sunday, we say we believe in a new heaven and a new earth. We believe in the resurrection of the body. So our eternity, our heaven after the second coming, is in the flesh. We will be given a restored and redeemed body. And this redemption all started with God taking on a body. The second person of the Trinity, eternal, all holy, all good, infinite, all powerful, became a couple cells in Mary's womb. Depended on her for growth, for protection, for nurturing, for sustenance. Was born. Was born of her couldn't feed himself, couldn't control his own bowels, couldn't pick up his own head. The all-powerful God who created everything needed a human person to hold up his head. This is Christmas. This is this moment of the most extreme humility ever of the all-powerful becoming powerless for us. And it all comes to a head at the end of Christ's life on the cross. When the one who is eternal dies for us. The Catechism in paragraph 456 starts an interesting section. And it asks the question why did the Word become flesh? I'm not going to read all the paragraphs, but just the answers it gives. The first answer, in order to save us by reconciling us with God, Jesus came to save us. I've heard it said that when God became man, Jesus became one of us. He fulfilled both sides of all of the covenants. There are these great covenants throughout the Old Testament where God's people promise things to their Lord and God promises things to his people. And really the story of the Old Testament is us humans falling short of our side of the covenant and then God upholding his side of the covenant. In the person of Jesus Christ, humanity fulfills perfectly all of the covenants. He perfectly follows the law. He fulfills the law. He gives his whole life to the Lord. He's faithful. He never sins. So Jesus, in becoming one of us, fulfills both sides of the covenant. But did God need To become flesh to save us? I mean, He's all powerful, right? God could have just willed it in eternity. And it could have been so theoretically. He created us without our cooperation. He could recreate us without our cooperation. He could redeem us if it was in his perfect will. So God didn't become flesh because he had to. God became flesh because he wanted to. We might say it was fitting for God to become flesh one of us so God became flesh so that we might know God's love is the second answer the catechism gives so that we can know God's love right right behind me on the studio is that image of the crucifixion so if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook you can see that picture behind my head the whole show it's the crucifixion God didn't have to do that God chose that for us and the, the reason is, at base, our original sin all came from a doubt in the freedom of God's love. A doubt that God would give us what we need. A doubt that God would need, needed us, to, could take care of us. That God loved us. So when God became one of us and saved us, he demonstrated his love in a way that's undeniable. The crucifixion echoes through all history proclaiming in an inarguable way the greatness of God's love for us. All right, the third answer, God took on flesh to be our model of holiness. God's not just saving us, but he's teaching us how to live again. He's teaching us how to be human again. God became human so that we could learn how to be human. In a sense, when we sinned, when, our, when the chosen people f- fell into sin, Adam and Eve, the whole story, they forgot what it meant to be human. And that's the stories that go out after that. They, their children kill each other. I think the people are involved in all kinds of crazy stuff through the Old Testament. We've forgotten what it means to be human, how to flourish. So God becomes our model by becoming flesh, someone that we can see, we can relate to, we can ponder. God became our model of life. And then the final answer the catechism gives is to make us partakers in the divine nature. God has a body in heaven. Jesus ascended. So Jesus in heaven has a body. Heaven is a physical place, not just a spiritual place. So our destiny is also to be in heaven, body and soul. But we get a foretaste of, Or a first taste of that eternity now. We are given in our spiritual life, in the church, in the sacraments, and the redemption of our flesh, in the changing of our heart from being stone to being flesh, we get a foretaste of that divine life. We get a foretaste of that experience of heaven. So we become partakers in the divine nature by our will. In our mind being transformed into the image and likeness of God through the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love is simply God-likeness in our soul. All this means your body is not your enemy. Faith redirects the ends of our life. That's one of the effects of faith. So oftentimes the areas where our bodies give us trouble, in light of faith, are the places where our survival instincts drive us to act in ways that are immoral. So there's, you might say, a kind of a natural order, a natural instinct to the body that's for survival. So that's for procreation and the extension of our, of our species throughout time. That's for food, and that's for safety and shelter and to face fears and all these other difficult emotions that we experience because of our survival instincts that are at play in an environment that doesn't always make sense to our bodies. So so many of the sins we struggle with are as a result of these instincts still at play after our redemption. So our body isn't the enemy. Our body is trying to take care of us. Our body's trying to survive. It's trying to fulfill our, our natural ends, our natural purpose. But in, in the midst of that, oftentimes it's confused in light of the moral order. Right? Our faith gives us a different vision, a different end. We're created not just to survive this life, but for eternity, for an eternal home. And there's there's a logic to that, that it doesn't contradict the natural order, but it goes beyond the natural order. It's a supernatural order. It's sort of an upgrade, taking it to the next level. And we do things then that don't make sense biologically, like celibacy and fasting and other practices like that. But we're directing those instincts of our body toward the supernatural. And this isn't a hatred of the body or rejection of the body. This is a harnessing of what's natural for the purpose of the supernatural. This is an offering of everything up to God. It's that foretaste of heaven on earth. Even though a lot of times while we're still on earth, it doesn't feel that good. Like I said, our faith is real fleshy. God comes to us as a little baby, and that's what we're celebrating here on Christmas. That's the reason for the season. It's not to go out and shop or fill your house with gifts and presents as lovely as that can be. It's not to have a big meal or to get together with your family, as wonderful and holy and good as those things are. The reason is that Jesus became one of us, and this sets in motion the ultimate gift, Jesus becoming gift for us. Him dying for us to save us. The way we experience this is through our flesh. Our faith is fleshy. We go to church. We eat Jesus. We anoint ourselves with water and oil. God created us to experience the world through our body. So God saves us by giving experiences through our body. So embrace that this holiday season. Uh, Go into church, smell the incense, anoint yourself with water, Bless your children with holy water. Pray over one another. Lay hands on each other. Love each other with your bodies. Because it's in that experience that God communicates his grace to us. This is the sacraments. This is the whole sacramental order. You touch the beads. You see the crucifix. Uh, You smell the incense. God comes to us in a way to redeem us through our bodies. So this holiday season, no that I am so grateful that you watch this show. I'm just uh, so blessed by having an opportunity to do this. And I am praying for each one of you that you could experience God born anew in your heart this holiday season as he's born for all of us in uh, Mary's womb in Nazareth. So God bless everyone. Thank you so much for being a part of Physically Spiritual every moment of the show you've watched know that i'm grateful that you've given your time to this i'm so passionate about the message that i'm trying to share and i'm excited about the future of the show so thank you for every like every view every watch every follow every comment every rating you give in the show and a special thank you to all you that are already members of the awaken nation so thanks again for supporting the show